Young people, you are dismissed upstairs to the youth class. Praise God. If you if you were here last Sunday, uh, that probably meant even more to you what Bishop just said about the afterlife or the after death and the resting and all of those things. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to invite Brother Hart to come and, and minister to us today. Let's continue to let the Lord have his way. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. I feel the faith of the Holy Ghost here today. Amen. The bishop is talking about the realm of the eternal. And of course, we think of that as something beyond this life or something that's outside of, of our realm. It's the realm which God dwells in. But there's so many things in the spirit faith included, it's, it's not tangible necessarily. It's not a physical thing that we can put in a cup and measure and say, I have this much faith, or I know that there's this much faith. But the Bible does talk about a measure of faith. And the Bible does talk about being of little faith or of great faith. And so there's times when we may not see it, we may not know that our tank of faith is we, we don't have that gas gauge to see where it's at but there's certain points in life when something in the natural something in the physical will happen and if we're focused only on the natural only on the physical and we rely on only what our eyes see then if we're not careful that will that'll affect our faith what we see is was never God's plan or intention to be the main cause or effect of faith because the bible says that we walk we walk by faith not by sight so if you reverse that and if you're walking by sight then typically especially as the world continues to progress uh, for worse <laughs> then the more that you see in the natural if that's only what we're focused on the more it's going to take our faith and so I'm thankful that in the spirit, that once we're filled with the Holy Ghost, that there's a transformation that takes place. We, we may not have our eyes opened and see the host of angels that are around us and that walk with us. We may not see that every day, but in faith, in the spirit, I know that they're present. I know that whether I can see it or not, I have the Holy Ghost living in me. And I love the, the song that talks about him being a way maker even when i don't see it i'm not going to rely on what i see even when i don't feel it i'm not going to rely on what i feel because i have faith for it and the faith as as sister flowers said in in, in yielding to the holy ghost there during worship the faith so often uh, if most often is affected by our words affected by by what we speak Amen. Or what's spoken to us, what we hear, not by what we see. And so I don't want to I don't want to take too long this morning. I just want to take a few moments here and share uh, share something with you. 
you know, there's, there's sometimes there's, there's services you, you come into and certain people walk in the door and, and you're like, okay, Lord, you know, I, I was feeling this one thing or thinking this one thing, but as the, as the atmosphere sort of changes and is set, uh, you just begin to ponder and wonder, okay, Lord, I feel like maybe you're doing something a little beyond, again, beyond what I can see beyond only what I had in mind. And so I don't want to I don't want to limit God in any way this morning. I guess it's afternoon now. I don't want to limit him, but I do believe he's I believe he's already working here and I believe he wants to continue to work here. Amen. I don't think that there's any individual whether you're here, you know, as as family of of the maze or friends I don't believe that there's any individual that's here by accident this morning, and I believe God has a plan, amen, because he's eternal, because <laughs> he's in a realm beyond our realm, and so nothing takes God by surprise. No, no date on the calendar is, is unplanned by him, and nothing is going to surprise him. As, I was, as we were worshiping, I don't know if I'm probably not going to get to what I had prepared <laughs> beforehand. Um, and forgive me, I took my tie off in, in, uh, while we were singing, so I did, for the people on live stream, I did have a tie <laughs> when we started. But, um, you know, you see the, the story of, in Scripture, the story in the New Testament of the... Um, what is it called, the Roman leader, Jairus, yes, or Jarius, um, the centurion, that's the word I'm looking for, centurion comes to Jesus, and it might even have been the same story, uh, Bishop, or is a similar story to the one that you read from, Jairus, he comes to Jesus, and he says, I think it was his servant was just sick, so it's a different story, um, I'm going to come down here to you, uh, hey, so he comes to Jesus and says, my, my servant's sick, and so, you know, other stories in Scripture, Jesus makes his way towards, towards their house and, and goes and touches them. But in this, in this story, in this case, Jairus said, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy for you to even come to my house. I'm, but I understand how authority works because I, too, am a man under authority. And so, Jesus, I... You know, I know this has never been done before. We've never seen this in Scripture. But I believe that at your word, you can send your word before us. Send your word to my house and my servant be healed. Without you even having to be on location, you don't have to come there physically. But again, because God is outside of the realm of the natural that we dwell in, and he operates in the spirit, as we should, right, with the Holy Ghost in us, his word went forth before him to the house of the servant. And Jesus responds, and I'm paraphrasing, but Jesus responds to Jairus and he says, man, I haven't seen so great a faith as this, I believe he says, in all of Israel. The faith that says you don't have to be there physically, I don't have to see you touch her, I don't have to see her, you know, liven up in the moment. I just believe that your words have that much power and that much weight 
that you can speak them in this moment. And whenever it happens, however long it takes for the words to travel through the airwaves or get to that point, I believe that it can happen. And I believe that uh, this morning I was thinking about the the pool of of Bethesda as well as once Brother Flowers uh, mentioned that. Because I, I, um, I got to go there actually last year, and there's, there's these platforms. It's a huge, huge area. There's just all these different levels and platforms there that you can just imagine being filled with uh, crippled and lame people. And, and as, as Elder said, they knew, they knew kind of the, the formula. They knew the routine of how a miracle was supposed to happen. And I don't, know, I don't know if they physically saw the angel trouble the water or if they just saw the water kind of ripple. I'm not sure what that troubling looked like. But there was something that they could see, I believe, in the natural that they then had to respond to by either rolling off of their, <laughs> the platform they were on or diving in however they could get in to what was happening in the spirit in that moment to receive a miracle. And... But you see throughout the New Testament and, and the Old when miracles would take place that whether it was blind Bartimaeus or whether it was Jairus or different ones, you see them with their faith respond in a way that, that wasn't the norm. It wasn't, it wasn't based on this formula or this routine of, of this is how it's supposed to be and this is how it's supposed to go. They didn't have their handbook of steps one through three of how a miracle is supposed to happen, but they had the faith to believe that it could happen. Whoops. And they had the faith enough to either to speak in request to the Lord, to Jesus, or to act, whether like the lady with the issue of blood who she didn't speak anything, but she acted and touched the hem of Jesus' garments and believed. She, she never heard or seen that done before. But she believed that it was possible. Amen. I want to I want to read just one scripture this morning. If I can remember where it's at. I think it's in Mark chapter four. In in studying the scripture, I personally I love the I love scriptures and stories in the New Testament that connect and tie back to to the old and just and bring it all together in such a way. Sorry, I said Mark 4. I believe it's it's Luke 4. Luke chapter 4 and verse 23. Or start with verse 22. This is right after Jesus was tempted. He, 40 days he was in the wilderness fasting and, and led by the Spirit there. And then he comes out and in the power of the, the Holy Ghost. And, and then he comes out and he reads the scripture from Isaiah and talks about being anointed to heal and to the brokenhearted to preach deliverance and all these things. And and, and then he tells the people that this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. In verse 22, it says, 
and all bear witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Is this not just the son of the carpenter from Nazareth who we know? He's familiar to us. Verse 23 said, he, he responds to them and he says, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows, watch this, this is a flashback to the Old Testament. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias or Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months when great famine was throughout all the land. Elijah had prayed and that it would not rain, and it didn't rain for three years and six months. And because of that, famine came over the entire land. And then verse 26 says, But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. There was a lot of widows in Israel during that day. A lot of them that probably were at the bottom of their barrel <laughs> had only a little bit of meal left. But there, there was only one that Elijah was sent to. And verse 27 says, And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias, Eli, I think that's Elijah or Eli, Elisha, one of the two the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman, the Syrian. And I, I read this a, a week or so ago, and I, I, I know I've read it a handful of times, I'm sure, in my life, but I never realized that it pointed back. I've heard the scripture talk about the prophet is without honor in his own country, and that you can't, Jesus couldn't do many miracles there because they were just familiar with him. But I'd never seen this, that the same thing was the case in the Old Testament with Elijah and Elisha, with many widows and with many lepers. And part of that, that I, I believe, because we see it happening here with Jesus in the New Testament, I believe part of that was the, just the comfort and the normality of, of Jesus. They, they knew who he was. They knew he was just Joseph's son. And they'd seen him grow up there. They'd seen him probably working with his dad in the shop or, or on buildings in town. And they just thought he was just another guy that was there. And th they, they couldn't wrap their mind around something. This, the scripture hasn't left me from, from last week. They couldn't wrap their mind around something new, a new thing that God would do in, in the land, in that area, because it because it wasn't what they had expected it wasn't it wasn't in their mold and in, in their it wasn't in their natural realm of, of comfort but it was something that took them beyond the place of normality took them beyond a, the place of of comfort and sometimes i i haven't done it a, a lot but sometimes i've i've went to other churches and and spoke or even even going going back to Tesila and speaking or anywhere. And it, it seems like, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons to this, but it seems like as a guest speaker or as a guest person there in ministry, 
it, it always feels like, and this is just kind of an observation, <laughs> it always feels like and seems like that more can happen in those cases, right? I'm sure there's a better way to put that. But I don't know if you've ever experienced that or seen that before. Like, and I, I've always wrestled with that. Like, Lord, you're the same God when we're at our home church as you are as a guest minister. What is, what's the deal here? And I feel like every time I read this scripture, that's kind of what I go back to. It's nothing wrong, of course, with the power of God. Nothing wrong with the ability of God. But I believe many times, simply, it's just our familiarity. It's, it's just our comfort in, well, this is, you know, it's another Sunday. It's just Elder Flowers. It's just Bishop. <laughs> it's just this Joel. And we, I feel like we, we limit God in our own situation because we're always thinking, well, he can do it in, over there. He can do it in this way or that way. We've, we've heard the stories in Scripture, but, you know, I know all these people around me, and if they see me, they see me go up and, and touch the hem of the garment, so to speak, or if they see me do something out of the norm, such as cry out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. If I do something that's, that's out of the program, <laughs> then maybe, you know, maybe I'll be looked at funny or... You fill in the blank. There's a million thoughts and excuses I, that run through my own mind as well. But I've, I've realized in, in my experience many times in services, especially ones of, of familiarity with people that everyone I know there, and, and it's just another, just another service. I've, I've realized that there's often a, and I don't know a better way to put this, but there's often a key to, to that service. There's, all, there's often a point or a moment in time where to somebody, God will speak to you. And whether it's just for you to respond and go up to the altar and fall on your face or whatever it may be for you to do, that, that act of, of obedience, that act of faith, can become a, a key that unlocks something in a service. And I've, I've seen it in little, quote-unquote, little things where I've been in prayer meetings with, with a small group of guys, like four or five of us, and the Lord will move on somebody. We're just, you know, sitting around and praying, sitting in, in our seats, and then the Lord will move on somebody to just fall on their knees and, and pray in that way. And something about the, the shift from normalcy something about the shift also in obedience to just that small nudge that that nudge that you feel in in your spirit that you feel from the voice of god something about that unlocks something in the spirit and it i believe it just gets the attention of god in a different way that he's willing to on his path to do something else he's willing to stop and say wait a second who touched me who I felt virtue go out of me, and, and it wasn't something I was necessarily intentionally doing, but it was the, the hunger and the, the pursuit of someone that had the faith to reach out and touch me. Regardless if it felt like the time in the service or the time of the week, that's, that's another big step of faith is, well, God, it's not Sunday, <laughs> so how can I, 
how can I have a miracle from you? You know, I don't see the, I don't see the, the pastor, the bishop. I don't see the, the anointing oil to be poured over my head for that miracle to transpire in my life. And that's really when the faith has to kick in, has to activate on the Mondays and on the Tuesdays when it feels like you're just by yourself, you're just kind of walking the normal and the mundane, and it's in those times and those moments that I, I just feel like God is there just chomping at the bit, like a, like a racehorse that's waiting to be just let out. Do what he was made to do. He, he wasn't made, but do what he's meant to do. To heal, to deliver, to you fill in the blank, everything that God can do. He's just waiting oftentimes on our response, on our lifting of the gate that releases him to do what he wants to do. And it starts with faith. Something that we can't see, something that sometimes we don't feel, but we have a confidence that it's there. One, because of the Word of God, and then two, because we've hopefully along the way heard and received words from God as well that have built up our faith. And I was having a very spiritual moment the other day uh, where a lot of times where I talk to the Lord just taking a shower <laughs> and uh it's a just great time where yeah lord can talk to you anywhere and i was just praying like lord i i'm just frustrated with different things and i was like lord there's these things that i've had a word for that i believe are supposed to happen that i believe are gonna happen but i'm not seeing them happen <laughs> And sometimes it's kind of funny when the Lord talks to you through yourself and you just kind of <laughs> hit yourself over the head like, well, there's the problem. It's because I'm focusing on what I see or what I don't see. And I, the more I focus on what I see or don't see, the more I forget about the word that he's spoken to me, the word of faith that I've heard that, that first put that belief in me that it was going to happen. Because if, if we received a word of faith, it may have been 20 years ago, but if it was truly a word from the Lord, a word in the Spirit, it could, could have been 20 or 30 years ago, but I believe it's still going to happen. Because that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. It's not temporal, but it's eternal. And I realize that the more that I am walking by what I see, my my perspective typically becomes pretty narrow and i really i feel my faith begin to dwindle because my perspective is looking only at me <laughs> it's looking at only what's happening with with my life and the words that god's spoken to me and i get this tunnel vision that just quenches my faith and it's amazing because once we have faith for, for everyone, once we have faith for, for the church, for our brother, for our sister, for the world, then our perspective broadens. God gives us eyes in the spirit to see all the things that he really is doing, 
the things under the surface that may not be visible in the natural at this moment, but that are taking place in hearts, that are taking places in the minds of people as he's transforming him. It's taking places in, in people's bodies, that things that need healed that you may not realize took place for, for weeks or months until they get the doctor's report and you're like, wow, I prayed that prayer of faith and something did happen regardless of whether I saw it or not. Amen. And so I, I feel like this is a little bit of a canned message. I, I, I think it was like the first service I was here that I spoke about walking by faith and not by sight. But I, I, I believe that in this time in the world where, man, the visual is, it's just more prominent than ever. You got YouTube and Instagram and just everything is video oriented and everything is picture and billboard oriented and, and it, it portrays the way that life should be and this utopia while at the same time portraying the, the worst of the worst of what, what's happening and what's going on. And all those things that we look at will steal our faith. The more that we only look at those things instead of reflecting back on the word of God, reflecting back on the words that God has spoken to us, the things that will come to pass. Amen. Elder. Why don't you stand with me? I believe the Lord would give us an opportunity to exercise our faith. I'm going to invite my wife to come and play. If you, if you have situations that you have, it could be a singular situation, that you have been praying for uh, for some time now, and maybe you haven't seen it work out the way you are, are hoping or expecting that it might. But it, if it is something that, you, you, that you've been taking to God in prayer, I'm going to invite you if you would come and stand here at the front. There's nothing magical. This is not the pool up here. There's nothing magical about it other than you're, t you're taking a step that shows your faith. It's an expression of your faith to say, I'm putting this, Lord, I'm reminding you that this is something that is, has been going on. This is, I'm reminding you, Lord, I know you haven't forgotten, but I'm letting you know that I haven't forgotten either. And it becomes an opportunity to express our faith to the Lord. <clears throat> Brother Kyle, I'm going to ask if you would come and stand with your wife as well. Amen. Amen. So all we're doing is we're exercising our faith to the Lord today. He's faithful. He, he, he won't leave or forsake you. He won't forget. He's faithful to remember all of his promises. Lord, we stand here before you today. Lord, it's a sign and it's an expression of our faith in you. As the scripture says, we know in whom we have believed. We know that our faith is in you. Our trust is in you, Lord Jesus. 
God, I am yielding this to you right now. My faith can only take me up as far as you would allow me to go. God, but I'm approaching you right now. I'm coming before you in faith, believing. Lord, I'm coming to you in faith, not doubting, nothing wavering, Lord. I'm coming to you in faith. Lord, I believe that you would increase our faith today. I believe, Jesus, that you would increase and take our faith, God, that measure that you've given us. Increase it today, Lord. I'm, I'm trusting you with it. I lay my need before you, God. I leave it at your feet, Jesus. I cast it down, Lord God, before you because I know my faith can only take me this far. My faith can only bring me this far, Lord, and you meet me. You meet me, Lord God, at that place of faith. You meet me at that place of faith in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray it right now in Jesus' name. I leave it at your feet, O oh God. I'm going to invite you to find someone to pray with if you would. Let the Lord lead you. If you're not praying for your own need right now, let the Lord lead you and find someone to pray with. Let's join our faith together. Let's link our faith together in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord, have your way. Yes, Lord, have your way.
on, release your faith to the Lord right now. Release your faith to the Lord right now. You're able to do all things exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ask or think, Lord. I release it to you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, my faith is in you. My faith is in you, Jesus. You are the faithful one. You're the faithful one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, move in these homes. Move in these families, Lord God. God, I pray that you see the faith of a parent, Jesus, that would pray a prayer over their child. I pray that you would see that faith, Lord. Let it work, O oh God. Operate it according to your will in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would see the faith of a child that would pray for a parent, Lord, that would lift them up to you in faith. In the name of Jesus, Lord, see the faith of a brother or a sister that would pray for a family member, Lord God. Jesus, I pray that you would meet that need today. God, that the faith would reach you and you would meet at the place of that faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, the Lord is moving right now.
Thank you. One more time, would you just offer some thanks to the Lord? Come on, that's also a sign of your faith. It's an expression of your faith to thank the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the miracles that you've worked here today. I thank you for the awesome reports, God, that will come from today. Lord, even the things we can't see. Those that are unseen to our eye, God, we know that you are still working and we thank you for it. We thank you for it. I thank you for it, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. You are awesome, Jesus. You are awesome, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ikomosata haye. Lord, we thank you again to be in your awesome presence. That your glory has built a tabernacle. Lord, we, we dismiss this this service, but not from your presence, God. We ask you, Lord, to just let this anointing just flow to every home, Lord. And Lord, let them touch those people in those homes that are not here. But God, just bless this congregation and let us go in, 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 our, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>